was muted. <laughs> I was like, I can't hear you, Nika. Oh my God. <laughs> Great. Did you love it? Okay. Let's start again from the top. That's why we love live feeds. <laughs> do, do over. Swish. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, good evening, everyone. I am your host, Nika Sherell, and this is the ITCAST Real Talk on Sex. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Nikita Sex Toy, designed for adventure, play, and social change. You can learn more about Trigger, the Nikita Sex Toy and buy one at TriggerHappyToy.com. That's TriggerHappyToy.com. And this week's episode is Real Talk on Orgasm. Tonight, Kim and I are going to be discussing the importance of orgasms, uh, why it's important to have one, to know your body, and everything else involved. So, Kim uh, is our is in the booth with us tonight. Kim, say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Do you want me to begin, Nika? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. I think the first thing we're talking about is um, uh, women's empowerment. So uh, actually, before you dive in, I just want to put a note that this is still Women's History Month, and we are having these conversations because historically, women have often reported never having had an orgasm. So many women go, there, go, go throughout their lives having sex, being in their body and never actually having an orgasm. And we want to remove the shame from that and really empower women to be fully present in their bodies and be able to climax. So Kim, go right ahead. Please start sharing. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure whatsoever. You go. <laughs> no pun intended. Like, so I, I, you know, we, we really do want to empower women. Um, and I think there's little stigmas and hangups that some women have. And I think women need to know their bodies. They need to know what turns them on, whether it's through, you know, masturbation, self-stimulation, sex, uh, fantasies, uh, whatever that is, it's okay. And it's a safe place. And, um, I also think a lot of women, Nika have like a problem with, um, body image and they're worried about, oh my God, you know, like I've gained 20 pounds over, you know, the pandemic and, but I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm still having sex. I'm <laughs> not worried about it. But, you know, you, you worry about these things and then it's hard for you to relax and relax into an orgasm. And then there's also, you know, it's your time of the month or your cycle. It's your hormones. Um, it's also communication with your, uh, partner. So, I, I think these things are very vital to a beginning to have like the, like just, just relax into it and have free sex and just have, you know, enjoy yourself. Empowerment. Yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, I love what you said about being comfortable in your body and really how that's a lot of where it starts. You know, my philosophy on orgasms is masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. 
Like if you don't know your own body, if you don't know what's happening, if you don't know what turns you on or what pleases you, the idea that this like the pinnacle of pleasure it's not even, it, it's, it may not be available for you if you, if you actually aren't sure what turns your body on or what actually arouses you. Um, so let's talk about, like, let's talk about being responsible for our own orgasms and what that looks like. Okay, where do you want to begin? Wherever you want to dive in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so the first thing is just just be comfortable in your own skin, know how your body operates, and then communicate with your partner or, you know, uh, play with a sex toy. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, there is a, you know, women can be stimulated by clitoral, vaginal G-spot and anal G-spot. So there's all of these different gamuts, I guess you could say, that you can explore if you, if you feel comfortable. And I do, I do want to touch on a little bit, Mika, about, um, so I was born in the 60s. I'm a lot older than you. So like in the 40s and the 50s, uh, the parents were telling the children, if you masturbate, you're going to go blind. So, so there's, there's different stigmas, um, uh, attached to your parent, your parental guidance, your religious guidance, your, uh, um, you know, societal norms and all of that. So if you can just kind of um, release those and wipe it away and just relax into it and be free, I think it will be good. Yeah, that's um, I got to say, um, that did not stop in the 50s and 60s. Like, <laughs> that was happening clear through the 90s and probably happens today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, what you pointed to with the religious markers, um, I remember hearing myths, and, and my parents did not put this on me, which was great. But I remember hearing things like, every time you masturbate, a kitten dies. Or like things like, God's always watching. Um, if you have hair on the back of your hands, it's a sign that you masturbate and you're gonna go to hell. Yeah, hairy palms, exactly. <laughs> and so- Thank you, um, Alex. Yeah. So, so- um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, you and I are here to do this work to just kind of like deprogram everyone and just give them that freedom because it's just not accurate. I mean, I, I mean, that's my belief. I don't want any hate mail. I don't care, but you know, and that's your belief too. And so we just need to talk about that. So, I mean, the clit has, and so hello, YouTubers. I used to work at YouTube. This is educational. Hi. Where? So, Facebook too. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So I think it, I think the clitoris has like 8,000 nerve endings. Some women do good with that. Some women have like a super G spot. 
Um, and everybody has a G spot in their anus. And so we just have to talk about that. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about like, you know, you mentioned G spot in the anus and, um, yeah, like there are so many nerve endings. There's so many, like the entire, like the, the pleasure nerve chain, as we pointed out a couple of weeks ago, that actually impacts the genital region starts in the armpits and goes down all the way through the nipples. Now that's, yeah. something, that's something a lot of people don't know. And the other thing that they don't know is the shape, the actual shape of the clitoris. A lot of people think it's this little bitty, tiny, elusive thing. Some people think it's imaginary. We're not going to deal with those people. The clitoris is actually it's like a it's like a flower. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant organ that actually wraps around the vaginal canal and goes between the vaginal and like the, the vagina and the anus. So it's covering a lot of territory and it can be stimulated from all of these different angles. So like you said, it's like a flower. I picture it like this, like gorgeous butterfly that's like just in there contracting and contracting oh. and doing a little butterfly dance of pleasure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that better, <laughs> Nika. <laughs> butterfly pleasure dance. Yes. So, um, you know, but, but, but Nika, can I say this? So, um, a lot of women have a hard time achieving orgasm. And then I want to get to um, female ejaculation also. And if you don't have these things, it does not mean you're inadequate. It does not mean you're unworthy. It does not mean that there's something wrong with you. I truly believe that everyone is capable of this if they just do the work on themselves like you just have you you can't depend on anybody else you have to figure out how your body works by yourself with yourself right and um i i i i, I want this to and you i i know you want this to be an empowerment thing too but I don't want anybody to feel inadequate or anything because, um, you know, guys can get off in like two seconds and it, you know, women, you know, we may have to have foreplay. We may have to have all these things before we have an orgasm, even if, if you can get to that point. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not like just keep working on it. Keep discovering yourself. Keep masturbating. Just masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. And and that's my. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Also, go ahead. Also, uh, trying trying out new things. Um, I I do want to point out one of the people in the audience did mention that like men also have trouble completing, and I totally get that. I honestly think it's a headspace thing. Like, are you in a state? mentally, emotionally, physically, where you can allow yourself to relax and respond to your body's natural rhythms and cycles. If you can't relax about sex and sexuality, you're not gonna be able to attain pleasure. And I think a lot, a lot of people who experience shame around it go into it thinking, I have to get somewhere. 
Like I like they're kind of they're forcing themselves to enjoy it to achieve a certain pinnacle because they, you know, they think that their partner will be happy about it. And really it has nothing to do with, uh, with what's going on outside of your body. It's, are you able to relax? Are you able to enjoy yourself? And are you, are you present to your own arousal? Um, which can be a whole dance on its own. Um, yeah. So, so don't feel any shame around. And, and, and if you can't, ejaculate as a woman that's okay if you can orgasm you're already winning like a plus you're already winning <laughs> yes yes because i mean because it's more difficult for women to orgasm and female ejaculate than it is for men so we just have to put that out there Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about, let's talk some more about female ejaculation. Like that's, that's a big, that's a big topic. It's a big mystery. They're still studying it, all the things. Um, what are some of the things that you actually learned about that? Well, um, females can ejaculate and it is either like a, a clear, uh, milky fluid, or it is a gushing clear fluid. So, um, they've done a study in France where they've only studied seven women. So it, it is still a mystery. It's, it's still a mystery. So what they did is they emptied all, they had, they went pee and they emptied their bladders. They did a sonogram. Everything was empty. And then they were sexually stimulated. They were sonogrammed or MRI'd or whatever. And their bladder filled up rapidly. So in two of the women, there was a little bit of urine in the specimen and in the other women, it was called PSA. So that's called prostatic specific antigen, which is produced in the men when they produce semen and sperm. So this either comes from the skein's gland or, or the bar, Bartholin, I think it's called Bartholin gland. Yeah. 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 So, um, it it, is, it's still a mystery, but when it happens to you and like, I just want to tell the women out there, like, um, if you're, if you're standing up and having sex, if you're on the kitchen countertop, if you're on a bar stool and gravity pulls down, it will really be like major. And if you have something inside of you, like a penis or, a, you know, a sex toy or whatever, it's going to, you know, plug it up a little bit, but it will happen. And th the thing that I want to say, Nika, is that when you, when you feel this sensation, you, um, 
it's, it's kind of like an all over body orgasmic high. It's like you kind of black out, you kind of, and then you, you're, you know, it's like the clit, it, it's different from the clitoral orgasm, you know, cause those are like, like tight contractions. And so this is a little different, but it's still contracting, but it's pushing. It's like pushing, pushing, pushing. And so you feel like you have to push and a lot of the females don't want to like let go and push because they're like, oh my God, am I going to pee? Am I going to, you know, whatever. It's not pee. It's female ejaculation. It's come. So if you just let go and you just push, you will come and just be comfortable in your body, be comfortable in your skin, be comfortable with your partner, communicate with your partner and figure out like what time of the month it is and how your hormones are. And, you know, just don't beat yourself up about it. Just relax. And, and also, I just want to point out staying hydrated is probably also going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's take a step back. Cause I realized, you know, like we, we just yeah. died. We dove in and went right for the, right for the hard stuff, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah. to just talk about like what, let's talk about a little bit about what an orgasm actually is so that people are fully present. Um, from my knowledge, an orgasm is actually a series of contractions that are induced at, um, during stimulation and it's all operations of the pelvic floor. So the stronger your pelvic floor is, the stronger your orgasms are going to be. Um, the other thing to put in is orgasms, talk about the importance, they release endorphins, they help with your circulation, they, they help with like your respiratory system, like it, it, it's the best kind of workout. <laughs> so uh -huh. having an orgasm is a really good flush for the body, like it flushes out your reproductive system as well as the rest of your systems in your body. Um, the last thing I want to point out, you talked about fluids and you talked about PSA. So there are, what I'm getting in this conversation is there's two different types of vaginal fluids. There's like the general, the wetness, as we call it. And the medical term for that is leucorrhea, which is not the prettiest word. I already know. Like people are like, what did you <laughs> say? Gross. <laughs> I think that's why most people don't know that term. I love you, Nika. <laughs> Luca Rita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yes. That's yeah. It. Yeah. The milky discharge, you know, clear yes. milky, but it's there. It's there whenever we're aroused and it's, it tends to be there most of the time. Now you're talking about PSA, which is actually the fluid that carries semen is also produced in women's bodies. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, because yes. like as you know, like we're all human. We've got we've got the parts down there, and they tend to go ahead. Well, but but I think I think what the study said, Mika, was that the like the clear milky substance was more of the leucorrhea, mm -hmm. and then the gushing which is like 
you, you can look like you wet the bed. Like when it happens, it's like a, you know, a waterfall that is different. So they're still trying to figure it out because, you know, all these seven women, their bladders were emptied and they filled right back up immediately and they were ejaculating. And so it's, it's still, it's still a mystery, but I really believe that everyone is capable of this. And if you just relax into it, be comfortable with your body, who you are, your soul, your, your mind, and communicate with your partner. It's not always up to your partner, like just know how to get yourself off and it will be good. <laughs> yeah. It takes practice. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. It takes practice. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does. This is great. This is so great. And, um, and I just want to po uh, also point out the Steen's glands, which are, they're actually right near the urethra. So a lot of people like, they're like, it's, it's urine. Well, these glands that are filling up right next to the bladder are not the same thing as the urethral opening. So there's an aspect of allowing the fluid to gush um, from where it comes out of, that, that, that that has it actually be a different substance than where the leucorrhea is produced from, which is the vaginal wall and in the uterus, completely different material. I agree with you. I agree with you totally. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think you should be a scientist. <laughs> I should be a scientist. I will be, I will be a scientist. <laughs> A sex scientist. <laughs> Those exist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, and talking about like knowing and learning your body, um, we, we touched a little bit about like religion and like God's always watching that kind of thing. Uh, I wanted uh -huh. to share this just in the realm of masturbation. I learned to masturbate at a really young age. And I always had it in my mind that like masturbation's wrong, it's bad, it's evil. Growing up Christian in the Midwest, it was like, it's like when people die, they look down on you from heaven. So I literally like stopped masturbating for a year after my grandmother died because I didn't want to want her to see me masturbate. Like I was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Like, what do I do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Throw that out the door. Like that's garbage. Garbage. Exactly. Trash. Basura. Exactly. No. So yeah. super unnecessary, super unhelpful myths about masturbation. And the fact that we think we can't orgasm. I mean, that anybody can do well, it. Yeah. And Nika, like when we have, um, orgasms, whether it's with ourselves or with someone else, it raises our hormone level. So, so I'm old. So I just want to share with the public. So I'm 53. So, so now they think I'm going through, um, uh, what is it called? Perimenopause. So, so premenopause. God, get me to menopause so I can't have any more babies. So, <laughs> but I, but I'm still having great like orgasms. And then 
Another thing that I do when I can afford it is the bioidentical hormones. So I think that's very important for the public to know. And it really helps you feel like so much better. You know, the estrogen, testosterone, like we all, like male and females, we all have estrogen, testosterone, and, and that, and progesterone. So that's, that's another thing. Absolutely. And it's the balance of it. Um, yeah. This is uh, one of the things I was uh, pointing out earlier is, you know, the only thing that separates us as we're being formed in the uterus, like, you know, as embryos, is that one chromosome that determines whether or not we're going to have a penis or a vagina. And X or Y. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that being said, absolutely none of that takes away from the fact that we have the same hormones moving through our bodies, different balance, and we're still producing the same fluids. Um, we, of course... Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah, so, so it's really exciting to hear like how closely connected the, the biology of men and women actually is. Um, I think when we get into these psychological conversations and we, you know, we put these cultural standards on gender, that's when we think we're so different and so divided and so separate when really like, nope, flip one switch, same parts, different order. <laughs> It's all the same. Like, it's all the same. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, this is beautiful. So uh, is there anything else that you want to share around the importance of orgasms? Well, okay. So can I talk to you a little bit about spirituality and sexuality? Yeah. So, so, um, there is, you know, I'm sure you've heard of tantric sex. So that's no sexual intercourse. It's just a connection and a spiritual connection. And then there's neo-tantric sex, which is the, um, the prolonging of the orgasm to please your partner. So there's different things. So I just, I mean, I, th I think when you have an orgasm, you're releasing everything into the universe and it's like a beautiful thing. It's like time for the law of attraction, time for manifestations, time for connection. Um, you know, you can have a great relationship with someone or a friendship or a sexationship, what I call it, or you can just vibe with somebody that you meet, like, you know, and just do it because you're vibing and that's okay. Like that is okay. It's totally okay. But the spirituality and the sexuality are all interconnected. And then I've, I've counseled a few men, Nika, 
And I try to explain to them what meditation is. So I like to meditate. I don't care if it's two minutes a day, 20 minutes, like whatever I have time for. So, and I'm like, okay, let's talk about masturbation and meditation. And they're like, what the heck? Like, what are you talking about? So when you when you're masturbating or when you're having sex or when you're pleasuring yourself or whatever you are, you, you clear your mind, right? Nika, Mm -hmm. you focus and you're in for a positive outcome. That is the closest thing to an orgasmic, like spiritual high that you will ever receive. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, if you're mindful of it, it will bring good things to you. I promise you. Nice. Talking about some sex magic there. Yeah. (laughs) Sex sex magic. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yes. Yes. Um, we're definitely going to dive into that a lot more in April coming up. I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, sexuality finds itself in religion throughout time. It pops up a lot. So we get to dive into those conversations and really call some things out. Um, but yeah, thank you. And thank you for sharing the bit about manifestation. Like, whew. Very Ooh, thank you for having me, Nika. Thank you for the platform. I love you. I love you. You are amazing. Um, and uh, and I'll go ahead and wrap. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today for the ItCast Real Talk on the Importance of Orgasms. Um, just, uh, just as a reminder, you can find out more about the Nikita sex toy at triggerhappytoy.com. And this weekend, you can visit us at the Blackthorn Market for the Kinky Equinox. Uh, that's going to be at Black thorn.org slash market. Um, definitely check us out there and you can find out more about our work on Patreon as Nika Shirelles and at nikasharels.com. That's N-I-K-A-C-H-E-R-R-E-L-L-E-S.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you here next week.